Welcome to the Solo Women RV Podcast, where we share stories, tips, and advice from solo women RVers, van lifers, and campers who are making their travel dreams come true. Whether you're just getting started in solo travel or are a seasoned expert, this show is for you. Join us. Just because you're solo doesn't mean you're alone. Here's your host, Kathy Belch. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 87. This week, I am going to share with you my top seven favorite apps that I use for my travel planning and travel. But um, first, I just want to give a little personal update, I guess. Uh, I missed last week. I was dealing with kind of a shitty situation, shall we say. I had, um, well, let's just say I'm in a new RV, as I talked about a few episodes ago, and there's a bit of a learning curve with a new RV. And one of the things that I liked slash didn't like about my previous RV was that it had the black and gray tanks together as one. Now, one of the reasons I liked it was for the simplicity of it all. One thing to dump, one thing to worry about. A lot of water going in there. Uh, the one thing I didn't like about it was that it filled up a lot more quickly than if I had separate black and gray tanks. Well, this is my first time in an RV living in one that has separate tanks. And while those of you who do travel in um, RVs with a gray and a black tank, you probably are really up to date and skilled on your black tank management. And let me just say, I was not. And I was treating it the same way I treated my previous mixed black and gray tank. So I let's just say I had a quite a clog that took me literally three days to finally get unsolved and uh, unstuck. And I will say it was, huh, how do I put this? It wasn't pretty, wasn't fun. And yet I kind of took it all in stride realizing, okay. So those of you who um, maybe are listening and don't quite know what I'm getting at, I'm just going to give a couple of tips here for your black tank. Uh, things that of course, all the other RVers around me, all my community of hosts out here at my camp hosting job have uh, talked to me about. And the number one thing they said was, you don't put paper down there, do you? We never put paper in our RV. You put toilet paper down your toilet? Well, not anymore. Let's just say that. Previously, yes, I was putting toilet paper down there. I never had an issue before. I used the Happy Campers Chemical and um, things were fine. And then the other thing that, of course, I already knew was that you need to use a lot of water in your black tank. And I thought I was using a lot of water, apparently not enough, you know, a lot more water than you would use in your home when you flush your toilet at home. So now, I mean, I, I'm just going for it now. I'm just, every time I flush, I'm just holding that thing open and letting it go. I mean, I'm at a place where I do have the ability to dump every few days. So why not? There's no need to conserve water out here. So I will not be doing that anymore. Anyway, it was kind of a 
not a fun thing to deal with, but something that I did deal with, something that I must also say, I had a lot of support from my community of fellow hosts out here. They came over with chemicals. They came over with back flushes. They came over with ideas and it was actually um, something from one of my co-hosts that ended up solving it, a apparatus that I kind of used like a snake. And that was the thing that finally cleared out my black tank. Anyway, hopefully I didn't gross anybody out. It wasn't, um, wasn't the most pleasant thing I've ever had to deal with. But then again, um, I got through it and things are flowing smoothly again in that area. So I'm happy about that. Now, before we dive into our main topic, let's just take a minute and listen to a quick notice from our sponsor. So today I wanna to talk about the apps that I use when I am traveling. And hopefully this will be of use to some of you who are looking for ideas and ways to plan your travel and things to make your travel go more smoothly. Uh, before I get into everything, I also want to say that I am recording this. This will be coming out on this will be coming out on June 22nd, and I'm going to take a week off. I will be traveling to go see my family on the East Coast, leaving the RV behind, hopping on an airplane, leaving all of my pod podcast equipment behind. So I will be taking a week off, and even potentially two, depending on how things uh, come together when I get back. So just want to let you know, there's going to be a little break here. Um, maybe if I have time, I will try to throw up an old episode, uh, something from the archives that uh, is still relevant that might be fun to listen to again. But right now, let's dive into it. Let's talk about my top seven favorite camping apps. And I'm gonna start with number one. The number one app that I use when I am planning my travel is Campendium. I love the Campendium app. Campendium is a great app for finding campsites, but also um, free places to stay like Bureau of Land Management and Forest Service Campgrounds. One of the things I love about Campendium is that it lets you know if there's cell signal or not at the places where you are looking to camp. And there's a lot of reviews usually and also photos. But one of the other, one of the coolest things that I love about Campendium is that they have an email newsletter that you can sign up for. And every week you will get an email with the top, the topic will be, you know, top five star campgrounds from the week. And for example, I'm, I'm pulling up one now that says five star campsite reviews and L in Louisiana, Oregon, Utah, and Wyoming. And this um, will just basically, they just, I think they go through and they pick some reviews that people have left on their, on the app. And they feature those in the newsletter. And I let me tell you, I have found so many great campsites from this newsletter. I have literally, um, you know, I'll click on it, I'll look at it, see where it is. They have so many. Usually, there's always a free, at least one or two free ones, in um, in the newsletter. And I will just click on it. It gives you the location. 
and I click on that, the GPS location, and then I, ha I have created this whole Google map that is of campgrounds that I want to visit based on this Campendium newsletter that I get every week. And that's how I found some great camping out near, um, when I went to Yellowstone, found a lot of great camping out there from the Campendium app and newsletter. And um, so it's, it's definitely my number one that I go to when I am trying to find a place to stay for the night. And it's free. I think they have a paid version now, but the version that I use is free and I haven't felt the need at all to upgrade to the paid version. And by the way, I will leave links to all of these apps in my show notes. I'm probably gonna link to the Apple link for these because that's what I use, but I'm sure that a lot of these are also available for Android and Google. I'm not sure if they all are because like I said, I'm on an Apple phone and that's what I use. Okay, anyway, on to my number two. It's iOverlander. iOverlander is user-generated content and what that means is people who have found places to stay will go onto iOverlander and leave um, information about it. So each of the sites that's on there is, is from the contribution of one of an, a fellow user, basically. It's really great for people who are wanting to find free campsites places to stay for free overnight. It lists a lot of things like the Walmarts and um, forest service places that you can stay. And then sometimes it will list places, um, and this is one of the drawbacks for me about this app, is that some of the places it lists are just, you know, basically someone spent the night there. It doesn't necessarily mean that you are allowed to camp there. It's just that, you know, somebody may have pulled over and stayed in the back of this hotel one night or something like that. Um, and so you have to kind of be a little bit careful. Uh, use your discretion when using this app to not, you know, make sure that the kind of place that is being recommended is the kind of place that you would feel safe going. Um, I know that, and also cross-check the GPS locations, uh, so the the people will will put something in there and in their GPS location. And I know that one time I got sent on a wild goose chase up trying to send me up like a road that I had no business going on in my van, and then it turned out the campground was like five miles away in a different direction. So just be a little bit. Um, double check maybe some of the stuff on iOverlander, but let me just tell you, there's some really good stuff on here. It lists things like whether there's cell signal, whether there's electrical hookups or not. It also will list things like for things that maybe van lifers especially are interested in, like is there, you know, showers, places where you can get showers, do laundry, fill your water tanks, if there's bathrooms or not things like that. Um, so that can be super, super helpful for somebody who is traveling for a long period of time. So here's kind of an example of one of the descriptions from uh, the iOverlander app. Multiple dispersed sites with fire pits, some lakeside, 
Road ends after sites, but there's plenty of room. Maybe 10 plus stops. Spots. Large pothole, but high clearance, probably not needed. Some spots are onshore right next to the lake, others in the trees. And then sometimes people will put a photo up so that you can see what it looks like. And then every once in a while, I do notice that um, there's uh, descriptions that have been grayed out. And um, you'll then you'll you'll click on that and it will say this place has been marked as closed. Like you'll see there's a lot of like, for example, I know on the Oregon coast, there's a lot of pull offs that people will mark as being places to overnight uh, pull offs from the highway. But they actually have signs that post it that say no overnight camping. Um, so just be mindful using iOverlander. It's an amazing app. It has a lot of great information. It's just that it is user generated. And, you know, there's a lot of different types of campers out there, people in a lot of different kinds of vehicles. So be mindful of what kind of roads you feel comfortable going down. And also, you know, the kinds of places where you might want to stay or not stay. Because everything on iOverlander isn't for everybody. Let's just put it like that. Okay, so my number three probably most used app is my Harvest Host Boondockers Welcome app. And I've talked about Harvest Hosts on here before. And I've interviewed people from Harvest Hosts on this website, on this podcast, sorry. Um, and Harvest Hosts is a membership organization where you pay approximately $99 a year, and that will allow you to camp at wineries, farms, museums, you know, all kinds of cool places. You can pay an extra fee to also camp at golf courses. And then there is another part of Harvest Hosts, which is called Boondockers Welcome. It used to be a separate organization, and they've merged together now. And what Boondockers Welcome is, is actually the homes of people that allow you to stay basically in their driveway or in some cases, you know, out on property or land that they have. And I have used all of these. I've stayed at, I've stayed at wineries. I stayed at an alpaca farm. Um, I've stayed at a cheese factory out on the Oregon coast, which is one of my all-time favorite uh, places to stay. I've stayed at a museum out in the Columbia Gorge. Um, you know, it's a, it's a really cool thing. So like I, but like I said, it is a membership and you do need to have a fully self-contained RV or vehicle, I guess, in order to stay at a harvest host location. So what that means is you cannot be relying on your host for any kind of hookup or bathroom facility. So you should have your own way to go to the bathroom and cook uh, in your own vehicle and not rely on on your host and not set up outside and set up a barbecue or cook outside or anything like that. You should be inside doing all of this stuff. And then in return, you are expected to spend a little bit of money to support the business that is allowing you to park for free on their property. And they suggest that you spend about $20. So, um, you know, it's not a free thing, but it is, 
something, uh, you know, and I've, I, I'll just say that I've had some amazing experiences. Like I said, I stayed at an alpaca farm in Montana and I bought myself a great cozy pair of socks there. You know, I've had, I stayed at this really kind of high end winery in the Willamette Valley in Oregon and, um, got to sit and talk with the, the owners, the two owners. And that was really, really special. And I, you know, I've just, and sometimes, you know, sometimes it's not as special. Sometimes it's like, this is, you're calling this a farm. It's like your backyard and you're growing like three tomatoes. Um, so, uh, it, you know, it's, it, it's, but it's great that you can have this option to stay at some of these places and people leave reviews. So you can kind of get a sense of what you're getting into the place that I stayed at. I was kind of referring to where it was like, this is a farm. That's basically what the review said. So I kind of knew what I was getting into. That was actually maybe almost felt more like a boondockers welcome type situation. So it's an additional, an additional fee to become a part of Boondockers Welcome. And like I said, I've stayed with some of those as well. And basically you're parking, usually they're fellow RVers. They are like, they're either, they used to RV or they're just letting their people come and stay with them when they're not traveling and you get a driveway. And a lot of times with the Boondockers Welcome, they will actually let you run power and sometimes even water from their house so that, you know, you can fill up your tank or whatever. They're just really generous. And also one of the things I liked about Boondockers Welcome is sometimes, you know, they want to come out and hang out and visit. And sometimes they're just going to let you do your thing. And I know as a traveler, like sometimes I want to visit, sometimes I don't. So it's nice that um, you can have that kind of opportunity. And again, I will link down below to Harvest Host so you can check that out and see if that might be something that you would be interested in. Okay, so my fourth favorite camping app is called The Dirt. Now, The Dirt is a... I think they cater a lot to tent campers, or at least maybe they started out that way. And um, I love it for a few reasons. One is it's woman owned and also that it's local. It started here um, in Oregon. And so um, I'm actually a pro member. They have a basic free membership and then they have a pro membership and uh, I have to say the reason I'm a pro is because I won it um, as part of a prize. So like some of the other apps, they do rely on user generated content. And one of the ways that they get people to contribute is they have this these contests. And if you write the most reviews and leave videos and that kind of thing and, and post photos, then you earn points. And so I ended up winning one of these contests for the Pacific Northwest because I was out camping like every day for about six months. And so I had a lot of reviews to write and ended up winning uh, one of their contests and ended up getting a free a year of the Dirt Pro as well as some other cool prizes. But um, so about the Dirt Pro, um, one, I like it because you can download all of their maps and use them offline. 
So that's pretty cool. And then you also get access to their free camping collection. And then you can get some discounts on campgrounds and stuff, which I don't really use that because I don't necessarily stay at a lot of uh, those kind of public campgrounds. But um, I like that you can download. They have different maps that you can download, like um, that will do things like show you cell service and all that kind of stuff. But primarily I use it just like I use Campendium. Sometimes there's different campgrounds on there. And you can create lists and stuff like that. They have this feature where um, that you can tell them where you're going, how many, how many hours you want to drive, and it will select different campsites for you. And I've used that feature. I didn't necessarily stay at the places they recommended, but it was kind of cool just to see what they did. Maybe I did one or one or two. And one of the other things that the dirt just added, which I have not tried, there's an extra fee for it, is they have this thing called the dirt alerts, where you can get yourself set up on a, like a list for um, campground cancellations. So as you know, if you're trying to book a campsite anywhere these days, places get booked up like six months in advance. I know the place where I'm working right now, it's booked up. You, if you went online and tried to make a reservation for this weekend, you wouldn't be able to. However, I can tell you every weekend we have openings because people are canceling. So what this, um, what this new dirt alerts is, is that it is scanning the Reserve Americas and all those for cancellations. And it, and as soon as someone cancels at one of the campgrounds that you're interested in going to, it will send you an alert. So then you can go online right away and book it. So um, I know that costs an extra fee and I haven't tried that yet, but I think it's kind of, and I've seen there's, there's, they're not the only ones doing this. It seems like there must be some new kind of technology that just came out that it seems like there's a bunch of of other, not a bunch, but a few other places who are offering this kind of service. And I know that if you're somebody who is like a weekend camper and can only camp on weekends, this would be a really great feature to sign up for this and get and find out, you know, where you can get in where that's like, if you look right now, it's booked, but there's probably going to be a cancellation in the next day or two that you can snag it. So um, that's a, that. So that is uh, the dirt, which um, again they have a free version. I encourage you to check it out. It's a really good app that I use quite often. Okay, so and my next app that I'm going to talk about, it's not necessarily a camping app. It's the All Trails app, and All Trails is for hiking. So I just opened it up right now. I'm looking at it as I talk to you and it's giving me some hikes that are close by where I'm at. It's going to list them. Uh, it has a star rating and then also level of difficulty like hard, moderate, or easy. And it will usually show you all those in your area. And you can also look for things like mountain biking, trail, right, trail running, backpacking, um, that kind of thing. Um, and, um, and I recently upgraded to the 
uh, paid version of All Trails. And I did that actually after my interview with Tracy Bartlett when we were talking about hiking safety because in the paid version you can actually navigate when you are offline uh, it, it will I don't know how it works with GPS or whatnot but it will um, even if you are not in cell phone signal if you download the app it will help you navigate your trail when you are on it whether you have cell phone signal or not and that was something that i thought would be great as a solo hiker to have um, you don't have to necessarily get the pro version i just like it because um, it, it's great for finding hikes when you know wherever you are i use this a lot more uh, before i broke my foot but i hope to get back out there and do a lot more hiking very shortly. So that is the All Trails app and they have a free and a pro version. All right, my number six app that I'm going to talk about here today is called Gas Buddy. So if you're traveling a lot, you need to know where you can find gas. And this app is not just a great place to tell you where the nearest gas stations are, but it also will tell you the prices at each and you can look and see like I'm looking nearby where I am right now and there's gas for 445 a gallon and then there's gas for 494 a gallon so that's quite a big difference in price especially when you're filling up a big tank a 49 cent difference so um, and they're just a few miles away from each other and you can see, and it's kind of in real time, it says this 445 was reported five hours ago. The 494 was reported seven hours ago. And then it's then there's another one listed. It says report price. So again, this is user-generated user content. You can go on there. And if you fill up, you can write down the price that you paid. There's a few different ways that you can sort. You can look at it like in a list view and a map view. You can look at places that, you know, regular medium. You can sort by diesel if you use diesel, ones that take credit cards only. Um, so it's just been really helpful. Like if for me, I know sometimes when you're getting ready to cross a state line, there can be a huge difference between states to state. And um, if you're going to need gas soon, like, if, if you buy like at the border of one state before you move into the next, you can end up saving quite a bit of money. So anyway, that is my sixth favorite app. It's called Gas Buddy. All right, so number seven is the recreation.gov app. So like I, you know that I like to camp a lot on public lands, places like Yellowstone, Glacier, you know, National Forest campgrounds. Those are my favorite and a lot of those are on recreation.gov. Um, it's not, you know, recreation.gov isn't my favorite, but I do like that there is an app that when I make, I don't really use it too much to make reservations or search for campgrounds, but I use it kind of like, um, I use my airline apps, which is I pull up my reservation when I'm getting ready to go somewhere. Um, but you can, on this app, make reservations for camping. Um, you can buy permits, 
like if you need to buy a forest service parking pass, something like that. And then you can also do things like, you know, the lotteries, if you need to enter a lottery for some of the hikes that um, you need, um, you need a special permit to go to where they have a lottery system. You can do all that on the recreation.gov app. And I, but I primarily use it to look at my reservations that I've already made and I usually just book them you know I'll look at some place like Campendium or the dirt and I'll click book it and it will you know that opens up the recreation.gov uh, and then I book it there but um, yeah so that's my seventh favorite app that I use recreation.gov and then finally my number eighth Eight, my eighth app that I wanted to share with you today is called the All Stays app. Now, when I first started RVing, this was like basically my go-to app. It was the one that I used almost all the time. And it was an app that wasn't free. I paid for it. I think it was like $10. And that seemed like a lot of money for me for an app. But my friends who were RVers were like, no, you need to get this app. And it was great because this app shows you everything. It shows you where there's camping. It shows you where there's gas. It shows you if there's a steep downhill. It shows you dump stations. It tells you, it shows you private campgrounds, public campgrounds. And when I first started out, I start, I used this app so much. Um, now I, I find I use some of the other apps more, but it's still a really great app. It has things like loves, like truck stops, and Walmart, it lists all the REIs. So anything you might need when you're traveling or camping, like it's on here. So um, the Allstays app, it's about $10 from the Apple store. And um, yeah, it's, it's a really, like if you're just looking to get one app, this might be the one to get because it really covers everything except for it doesn't have the, it has like free campgrounds listed, but it doesn't have the um, the kind of campgrounds that like that aren't official campgrounds like BLM land and stuff. So anyway, the All Stays app, check it out. So those are my top eight favorite apps that I use the most. There's a free others that few others that I have that I look at from time to time. I guess one maybe that I will also mention um, is it's the altimeter app and it tells me my altitude is and I just like to know what that is right now I'm at 3,257 feet and it gives also my GPS coordinates and it's a free app that um, you know I'm sure there's different ones that do the same thing but I just kind of like to look at it and see you know, what altitude I'm at and what my GPS location is from time to time. So there you have it. Thanks everybody for listening. And reminder, I'm going to be taking a break next week, won't be on next week, but uh, and potentially off for two weeks, but we'll be back. I've already got some great folks lined up to interview. And as always, if you know somebody who would like to be a guest on the show, or if you yourself have a story that you would like to share, 
or a topic that you would like to talk about, please reach out to me at Kathy at solowomenrb.com. Regardless, I love hearing from you. Maybe there's an app that you like that I didn't mention. So feel free to reach out and share that with me. I'm always happy to share information with other solo women RVers out here. So have a great couple of weeks and I will be back in July. 